0: On the Geigers Podcast, we believe that professionalism and talent matter. Sadly, like a Hallmark Christmas movie, we have neither. But we still believe. In this episode, Jeff hops aboard Sci-Fi Channel's newest offering, Night Flyers, while Justin slobbers over the Avengers Endgame trailer. In The Gentleman's Challenge, Netflix's Christmas Chronicles and Hallmark's A Shoe Addict's Christmas give our quiz creation skills a run for their money. All right, welcome to episode number thirty-six of the Lala like Eggers Podcast show about all sorts of different geek things, from comics to games, movies to TV. I am on your host Jeff. I'm the other one, Justin. How's it going, man? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. I would ask you how you're doing, but I we, I don't want to depress you. So it's been uh, a
1: been a little bit of a rough weekend, but yes, uh, yeah, we'll survive. Uh, we lost uh, a, a cherished member of our family, little Peter Parker Bice. Our uh, our four-year-old cat, he got sick, and uh, kitty cat. Yeah, he got sick, and his uh, the infection I guess spread to his lungs. So unfortunately, we lost him last night. It was a rough night for me and my wife. Probably can hear it a little bit still in my throat. Um, yes, yeah. but uh, you sound down.
0: Yeah, you sound down.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to be fine. It's just a this is our first pet that we've ever lost. Um, I, I, at least oh, for really? me, I don't think my wife's ever really lost. I think I think my wife has. She yeah, no, she definitely has. This is the first pet I've ever really like that has died on me. I once gave you know I gave away Ginger years ago uh, to Chad's yes. friends
0: back but, in uh, back in college. I used to room with Justin's brother. We used to we had an apartment together, and uh, Justin's brother brought their dog, this cocker spaniel named Ginger, to live with us for a couple of years. So she was a uh, she was gross, but that's okay. She was sweet. She was very hairy, in her and eyes by gross and sweet.
1: She, she, yeah she's she was she's a strange dog. but but like i we we had to give her away but we i've never lost an animal so this is my first time losing mm. So it was, it was a little rough it's a little sad around the house you can tell that the dogs aren't terribly happy the other cat's been looking for it but you know yeah it's fine um we we I, when we whenever we end up moving we're probably going to get something else then
0: but for right now we're going to hold on the pets for a little while well, I'm very sorry to hear that and there's really no easy transition. So, I'm just going to I'm going to shift over and I'm going to talk about uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, death and stuff. And then we're going to talk about adventure. That's, event, that's event perfect. perfect. That's like more depth and stuff. So, it works perfectly. Everything's fine. And we're going to talk about a yeah. Hallmark movie and that's basically death. So, everything's good. Uh so, I want to talk about Night Flyers. Uh, have you uh, have you been paying attention to what sci-fi has been doing the past week or so? now
1: i've heard about this this is a george yeah. r martin production that is correct so
0: it's well i don't know how much he's involved in the production of the show but he wrote the novella so it's based on the novella he wrote i want to say back in the 80s but i'm not entirely sure i haven't read the novella i read some of martin's uh, wild card stuff and i obviously read game of thrones but never never actually read night flyers so sci-fi has been doing like a premiere event where i think they're playing all of the episodes within a two-week span they're doing like Essentially, one episode a night, but I think they take like Fridays and Saturdays off, and so I think it's Sunday through Thursday or something. And so we're through the first week, and so we're through the first five episodes, I believe, Sunday through Thursday. So I was want to talk a little bit about it. So the the show is created by Jeff Bueller and it airs on Sci Fi. Uh, I think every it's on all of their platforms. So even if you missed it on like your regular cable or whatever it is, you can still get it on like sci-fis on demand stuff and whatnot. So it stars Ewan Mackin. And I have no idea if that's how you pronounce his first name. Uh, could just That's be a Ewan. lot of vowels. That's a lot Yeah, of vowels. there's a lot of vowels in a row there. So Ewan Mackin, who plays the main character, I would say. His name is Carl DeBrandon. He's a doctor slash scientist of some kind. Uh, there's David Ajala, who's uh, who's Roy Aris, who's the captain of the Night Flyer, because the Night Flyer is the name of the spaceship. It's all very sci-fi-ish. Uh, I also I should also say David Ajala is on um, Falling Water, which is a USA show that's actually really interesting um, that I've watched two seasons of. I don't know if there's a third season or anything coming, but he's in that and he's pretty good. And it's got Gretchen Moll, uh, which she's been in a bunch of stuff. I, I know she had a good run on um, Boardwalk Empire, but she's been in so many other things as well. So she plays Dr. Agatha Matheson. So the premise of the show is that it, it's in the future, near future. It's set in 2093 when life is is not so good on earth uh and there is a growing need for colonization of other worlds and the moon and whatnot because i guess we're just using up too many resources and there's all sorts of like radical factions and stuff kind of competing on earth and whatnot uh so we need to get the heck out of dodge is what's going on and the night flyer is a colony ship uh that is owned and operated by roy Arris. uh now during the show uh it's, it's slightly non-linear because the very beginning of the show, the very beginning of first episode uh, is set kind of towards the end. And then we sort of flash back to the beginning and we see how we lead up to there. So I'm not going to spoil exactly what happens in those opening few minutes so that you can experience it yourself. Uh, now this there's a celestial object that has been discovered outside the solar system. So it's flying, traveling, whatever you want to call it. And Dr. DeBrandon believes that it's probably alien life. Uh, it's being operated by them based upon how it's moving because of the way it's like changing speeds and what's not, it's just, it's doing it in a non-natural component. So he puts together a team of scientists and just basically dum-dums to hop on Roy Aris's uh, super advanced night flyer spaceship so they can head out there and make contact because for some reason, uh, DeBranin is clinging to some sort of belief that the aliens are going to help com- humanity and can do this and w- are willing to do this. And despite being a scientist, bases this 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 belief in absolutely no fact whatsoever. Uh, so the team's kind of a weird hodgepodge. Like I said, some of them are smart, but mostly they're just dum-dums uh, and they're emotionally scarred. Uh, part of the team, uh, let's see, there's a psychic. And in the show, and I'm assuming in the book, they also call them L1s. Um, but they have one specific psychic. His name is Thale. And you know this because in one episode, and I believe it's episode number two, Gretchen Maul's character literally says his name 300 freaking times. Uh, and it's like, if you did a drinking game, you probably have no liver anymore or whatever it might be. Uh, so the thing is in this world, in this particular universe, uh psychics are really dangerous and they do all sorts of bad things. Um, everyone hates them, they're kind of locked up, uh, and there's all sorts of references to L1s being responsible for like these terrible massacres and whatnot. Um, anyway, the crew is the crew of the Night Flyer is is not even remotely happy about the uh about the L1 being on the ship. But DeBrandon feels like it's essential because the way in which they want to, he he thinks. That in order to communicate with this alien um uh, this alien group that could be potentially out on the edge of the solar system they need fail because whatever energy that L1s give off is sort of the same energy or readings that this particular ship is giving off and so maybe you know they get like fail who's for for a psychic for an L1 is kind of a decent person but ultimately is not a you know great person but comparatively speaking uh, so the crew's not happy about being there and that caused all sorts of tension. Um, and he's basically given, Thale, that is, he's given like the, the Hannibal Lecter treatment for a while. So he's he's, he's not so much a, a face mask, but he's put in this, uh, like his own little cargo hold prison type of thing. Uh, there's this xenobiologist named Angus Sampson, who I really like. Uh, so he's probably the bright point for me. Um, and then there's a computer expert named Lamy who connects to a to computer systems in sort of a matrix kind of way. Not so much plugging in in the back of the neck, but plugging in in the wrist. Uh, and anyway, so they're all heading out to meet this celestial objects. Uh, the aliens, they think that's who they're going to meet, whatever. So on the route there, they all, the, the they start having all sorts of problems on the ship. Tons of problems. Some of these problems are mechanical. So uh, there's this one episode where uh, there's a spider laser that starts cutting people in half. That's pretty cool. Uh, then there's another part where like the radiation, there's like, Extra radiation flooding one of the engines Or something like that And one of the characters has to go in And kind of reset some things uh, There's doors that lock Occasionally and vent atmosphere From people's quarters And that's really bad And then there's other problems That are more psychological Or maybe uh, maybe people are having hallucinations So various characters start to see things And this is mainly to Brennan Who's primarily this the pr- pr- perspective From which a lot of the story is told um, He is frequently haunted by his daughter um, Who died at some point in time in the near past, uh, and he continually sees her running around the ship, and sometimes even talking to her. Um, he's also having marriage problems uh, with a, with his wife, who's back on Earth, who is going through some kind of therapy to remove her memories, um, which is kind of kind of strange. And so she's removing memories that remind her of her daughter. And yeah, I mean, have kind of like a homecoming vibe, but not as you know, but more futuristic and and, and kind of sci fi ish. Now, the captain, Roy Eris, is is a very stalker, creepy dude who uh, early on in the series, in the first five episodes, first two or three episodes, I should say, mainly appears via holographic form. So he projects himself into various locations and no one really gets to meet with him. Uh, Some stuff changes later on, I won't spoil everything. Uh, But he also likes to watch people from cameras, uh, including uh, Melantha, who is this woman who was bioengineered for space travel. She's also on the team. because apparently it's it's cool to be stalkery and spy. And yeah, anyway, whatever. Uh, there's all sorts of different major conflicts. There's Thale and the, how the crew mistrusts him. And then there's like the wheel malf- malfunctions. And then there's like all these secrets the captain is harboring. It also gets the classic nutty, crazy, lunatic AI that starts to happen. Um, then there's weird things that do, do start to occur a little bit with the alien aspect of it because we don't we're not even sure by the way we don't even really know if they're aliens. That's just what DeBrennan kind of thinks, and that's what most of the people uh, on that you know at least at least all of the the principal characters think. And so we don't really know at least not halfway through the series. Again, I'm only at episode five because that's all it's aired so far. Um, there's this really weird part where they send out a probe to try to go get some information, and it comes back and it's like carrying all sorts of like 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 tissue like actual not not like Kleenex but like you know physical tissue like biological substances it's very peculiar um this this show is it's not game of thrones uh i know it's george george r, r. martin but it's not game of thrones what i think of it so far is that it's okay but it's certainly not remotely great um i think some people have really lambasted it here and there others i've seen i think it was like 38 percent from critics and 65 from uh from users over on rotten tomatoes so a little bit torn i think 65 is a is closer than 38 percent i certainly think it's a good watch i think one of the things going for it is the fact that they're doing the experimental two-week process they did something similar with 12 monkeys uh a couple months back and then even in the previous season where they kind of air the episodes in big chunks and big quantities. So you're not actually having to wait and watch an episode every single week over the course of two or three months. You can actually get the whole season in like a week or two or three weeks, which is really, really nice, especially when it's a serial type show where one episode, it's like at the end of that episode, everything doesn't go back to normal and you restart. Like they're not self-contained, like every episode builds on each other. So it's nice to kind of get access to that information a little bit faster. It's kind of like a middle ground between the way Netflix and, and you know Amazon Prime handle Prime Video handle their stuff in the way in which uh, traditional you know cable or network television handles it. Um, I, it has some similarities to Event Horizon, which is one of my yeah you know, I love that movie. It screwed me up as a kid, but I love that movie. Um, but I, I find Night Flyers to be incredibly uneven thus far, and it seems really distracted uh, in the sense that it can't kind of focus on the story. There's got some really there's some really interesting ideas with how they're handling that concept of memory. There's their own version of like a holodeck, but for memory. Like you can access your own memory and then watch them and experience them. Like you're almost like watching TV, um, and they kind of play with you a little bit in the first episode with what you're watching at times. Um, that's pretty cool. I, I have a problem with all the characters because I feel like all the characters are incredibly unprofessional, and it's always it's always remarkable on how the in these types of movies or these types of TV shows where. Like the world's fate is on the line and they send out who, you know, who's supposed to be professional and none of them act that way. Like they're not acting like scientists. Eris isn't acting like a professional captain. His crew are not acting like professional space travelers. So it's kind of strange. I'm sticking with it. Uh, I'm hoping it has a good payoff. I'm really curious to see where this stuff goes. Um, Again, the opening episode, the very first episode started towards the end, I think. Um, And there's some crazy stuff that was happening within the first, you know, five minutes of the first episode. And so I'm looking forward to when the storyline catches up with those five minutes and how exactly that uh, that all shakes out. Like, how did we get there? You know, there's some theories here and there. Um, But again, it felt very distracted. Like, it just it feels to me like there's a lot of interesting ideas that, that aren't necessarily commingling particularly well right now. Like the AI stuff was almost distracting in a red herring quality with what's going on with like the uh, uh, the memory storylines with the with the Brandon's wife. But then everything that's going on with the potential aliens is kind of like an afterthought at this point. And then there's all sorts of these interpersonal romances and relationships that honestly, like, what are we doing this for right now? That seems a little bit wasted. Um, and then there's characters who are like, I don't even understand what you're for. Like, I don't understand why you're there and what you're for and what you're doing. Um, there's some good visuals. I I love the design of the ship, but ultimately it's like, it's a little bit disappointing, but not so disappointing that I'm actually going to give up on it. So I'm probably going to stick with it. So, I would say wait for you know all the episodes to become available, burn through a couple, see if you like it. And uh, if it has a payoff, I feel like it'll probably be worth it in the end. But if the payoff isn't worth it in the end, then I'll, I might regret sticking with it. But anyway, uh, kind of a lukewarm review for me, uh, above average, but not as good as I was hoping it would be because uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. So it's Night Flyers. It's up on Sci-Fi Channel or Sci-Fi Demand or something like that. You can probably find it. So there you go. All right. Well, I had some before tragic news hit this weekend
1: awesome news hit because they finally revealed the uh, avengers 4 trailer and i've watched it about eighty times so it's pretty nice one of the main reasons why i watched about eighty times is because i was watching someone break it down and then just kept on going back and forth i watch funhouse and funhouse is like they do a little movie podcast and while i was playing while they do their little talk it's like playing in the corner the whole time uh but either way uh, a few big things come out of it. It's releasing April 26th. It was originally releasing in May, but now it's
0: releasing April 26th. It's like 26th. a week ago, I think it's coming out, right?
1: Yeah, which is nice, too, because it's also, like, maybe, I think, three weeks off of the heels of Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel comes out in March. So it's, like, maybe a month after Captain Marvel. Um, a few cool things out of it. I mean, what I liked most about the trailer is it really kind of showed nothing like at all um it's clearly a teaser and i would be okay with them showing nothing at all i would have been okay with just having them having a black screen that says avengers 4 for a minute and a half cuz i think the less you know the more fun is going to be going in
0: but a few things that did So like, you just want like a reminder like a calendar reminder yeah, on gmail or something show okay. up
1: on april 26th you'll be fine uh there's a few things that i did find exciting though uh is uh hawkeye returning and returning as his uh alter ego character ronin which i think is very interesting and cool it's cool to see a a ninja on screen and hawkeye doesn't seem very happy i think someone killed his cat too so i'm sure it has something to do with it as
0: well well he's or his family i assume nah he had the
1: same face i had all day today so i'm pretty sure it's cat <laughs> okay okay and then uh they show that you know scott lang's alive and that you know that's a little teaser at the end of the uh, whole preview but overall like mm-hmm. it it just makes me kind of excited and ready for the next. thing. There's also some little things you don't notice, like uh, Shuri, uh, Black Panther's sisters clearly did because she's in the list of of people that have been passed, like when the, when Bruce Banner is looking at all the different faces on like the screens and stuff. And it's just really cool to see some of these visuals. Now, it's also probably like only the first 15 minutes of a seven-hour movie, probably, um, so... You know, it's it's such a small amount of information that they're giving out because they show no action. It's just mostly just, hey, remember these guys? Remember where the places that they're at? But what it mainly did is it made right. me want to watch the movie again and kind of watch it again because it's it's just pretty neat seeing some of the stuff. A few things I like about it too is there's a lot of homages to the comic books, like the uh, Thanos scarecrows in the comic books, um, you know, the Thanos farmers in the comic books. Um, you know the big thing for me was the ronin thing i thought you know and the suit looks pretty legit um so it's it's pretty exciting but that comes out april 26th and i'm really really excited for it um i'm gonna try and watch as few of previews as i can maybe just the one major one right and i wasn't
0: it. going to watch this but then you said you wanted to talk about it so i watched it like five minutes before we uh we recorded but uh yeah cuz I was like not watching cuz I didn't want to watch it. I want to go in pretty particularly blind. I haven't read the books obviously. I can pretty much predict how it's going to happen meaning everything that we watched happen uh didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those things like it's gonna Yeah, happen. but and I think then what's thing is the journey. Like what's going to happen?
1: Like what what's going yeah, to make not the true. thing go? Yeah, I disagree. Yeah. I don't agree with. Me I I I, I I I I I I like it. Um so uh the a few things that i think is interesting though i wonder how they're going to address in the movies like well when half of all existence is destroyed um what happens to like the geopolitical systems in the world like what's going on there i'm curious as to like i mean cuz you you watch that show leftovers and that was what 3% of the population things got a little bit yeah, uh, 2% right? i think yeah
0: something like that yeah
1: and so now when it's 50% of the population i'm just curious as to how the uh, results will be socially. Was it
0: fifty percent of all living things, or just fifty percent of all intelligent life? Like, meaning like of all, all
1: living all things, humanoids.
0: Like, okay, all, like all animals, all right. all, all people, all uh, things across the universe. Yeah, that's still like the dumbest. I still don't understand that. Like, I don't know.
1: he should have just snap to double up food. That's all he
0: should. I just done. don't understand. Like, like you get. It's like, isn't it an, an infinite? Universe, it's like, or not necessarily infinite, but it's growing, like it's constantly growing. Like seriously. Like, have we all gone to every little corner, every little whatever? I don't know. Who I, hurt I, you, I,
1: Thanos? Who hurt you? Yeah.
0: Hurt you? I don't know. I so like in the comics, he was doing it all to like impress a woman, right? That's what he was doing. Originally
1: in the comic books, he was trying to court death. Death is a the physical manifestation of death is a woman. And uh he thought that if he could do it, you know, kill enough people. He'd, she'd stick around long enough um I, think, I believe that was the original uh intention of the whole thing because the, after the first Avengers they mentioned like to to do this would be mean to court death and I think that was originally but then Kevin feige kind of like shifted what he wanted to do in the overall storyline and then the comic basically like he does that she's not impressed and then they get the gauntlet back and they put everything back to normal so I'm what I'm mostly curious about is like how they're gonna resolve everything, who's because major characters are gonna die. Um, not just like the ones we expect. Like Chris Evans, he's done. So whether or not he's dead or just gets mis put back in time before when he was younger, so he can live his life out with uh, Peggy Carter. And like I think Tony's something gonna happen with Tony. But I think it'd be interesting to see other main people who don't make it out.
0: See, you know? like wouldn't it be terrible though if he was put back and he lives his life out with Peggy Carter? Because we've already saw her as like a grown up with like a family and stuff, right? And she had like grandchildren and whatnot. Well, that
1: was uh, so, like Sharon's screw not, all those people. Sharon's right? not a like, she, Sharon was her was her niece that she she never married and stuff. She, so
0: she never married. She never kids. Okay, okay, that's different. All right, I thought for sure. Maybe I'm confusing it with something else. Yeah.
1: I so it's it it's interesting what they're gonna do. I don't really know what's gonna happen. Um, but i'm excited for it the other thing i saw which i heard oh. about over the over the week was a trailer for uh bright burn it's a uh, i heard about this preview all week it's a uh, it's basically a a horror twist on like superman so like this small little rural area uh it's got pam's ex-boyfriend roy from the office and um uh, uh, uh Donaghy from uh uh from uh 30 rocks Ex-wife, I forget. I can't remember either of their names. Are you talking
0: about Elizabeth Banks? We're talking about Elizabeth Banks, right? Elizabeth Banks. She, there you go. She's a, so.
1: yeah. So you have Elizabeth Banks and Pam's ex-husband or ex-fiancee Roy, and they don't have a child. But then a child crash lands uh, from space into uh, the woods near their house, and they raise it. You know, like kind of like a Superman thing. Um, and as he's getting older, he's getting stronger, and but he starts having like visions in his head about you know who he's supposed to be, but. Instead of it being, like, him going to save the world, he slowly starts murdering everybody. And it's really interesting. And um, there's a really interesting scene where she's like, he's, like, chasing a, a diner lady into a, 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 fr- a freezer. And then he, like, uses his laser vision to burn it down. And then he busts it open. And, like, the superman speed just goes to kill her. And it's, like, yeah, it's pretty it's – pretty, scary so i, th- I think it was, it's an interesting little twist on the whole idea of the man from space uh being adopted thing you know like superman's such an old story this is a really interesting little uh twist of it so uh check out that preview sometime I mean, it looks really interesting so that's bright burn but uh there's a little previews i want to talk about i'm really excited for in the upcoming future um i'm looking forward to watching some uh, fun movies here soon so yeah 2019 is gonna be fun
0: right on man all right, so let's go uh, head over to our Gentleman's Challenge for the week.
1: And now, it's time for the Gentleman's Challenge.
0: So, the gentleman Challenge is a segment we do here on the Lolly Geckers podcast where Justin and I like to give each other a homework assignment. Uh, usually, his homework assignment consists of watching a movie or a TV show or playing a game, something like that. And then to ensure that we did said homework, we come back on the next episode and we quiz each other about it. Now, often these uh, these challenges tend to be a little bit frustrating or mean or horrible. But sometimes we like to, you know, give each other a nice little gift, a little pick-me-up. Uh, maybe if they're down, you know, they need a little, a little cheering up, you know. So maybe, maybe I'll do that later. We'll see. Ah. Uh, I should also warn you, and, uh, and by you I mean listeners, that this is a heavy spoiler area. So the things that we're going to be covering, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, you, you better... Uh, you better, you better not listen. Yeah, that's that's all I got. So who's going first this week? I think it was
1: you last time, so it's probably got to be me.
0: Okay. All right. So all right. Uh, what was your challenge for this week?
1: So you assigned me the uh, a second uh, cinematography classic uh, Christmas film, A Shoe Addict's Christmas from sure. Hallmark. All right. In this movie uh noelle a holiday hater who toils in a department store store and when she is accidentally locked on christmas eve which that's not true this synopsis stinks this is wrong imdb what? you're wrong what
0: that's what happened what are you talking about
1: she didn't hate it she liked she liked decorating what? christmas oh yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. is a liar i'm going away from this one let's start over so okay the all real right. thing, all right? This so, is yeah. why
0: I write my own summaries by the way.
1: Yeah. IMDb stinks.
0: <laughs> so anyways,
1: <laughs> Noel is played by Candace uh, uh Candace Cameron Bure, I guess she's had a third name under her name. Mostly known Nick as Buray. DJ DJ Tanner from Full House. Um she's basically an HR director for a for a uh, department store called Fultons and um she she basically is one of these it's like it's your common hallmark thing work 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 type of stuff and she's really wrapped up in her job and during christmas time she likes decorating and stuff and she's overly uh excited about it which is why that synopsis stunk but um during this time she's commissioned to uh run a uh a gala for the department store and basically she's asked to work with a local fire department to work together to try and kind of uh, put this thing together uh at the fire department she basically has uh there's there's a a man by the name of jake who is uh, a high level uh, ranking uh i guess a uh, fireman there and his father used to be captain of the i believe it was of the station and he loves to be a firefighter get in there and work hard but he sees himself eventually being promoted but he doesn't necessarily want to be promoted he likes to work with the people in the house he loves the house so anyways, he works with her to try and put this gala together. She wants to be prim and proper because that's what Fulton's wants. And he wants it to be fun and, and crazy. So you got to have some uh, snowmen and
0: uh, fake snow and lights. It's classic. It's classic. Women uptight, men fun loving, and yeah. men have to yeah. like, you know, like put the fun into them in an incredibly yeah fine
1: way. Yeah. Man- mansplaining way pretty much. Uh, so basically she tries to keep it straight because she knows that the, the department store owner won't like it to be fun. And she's pretty sure of it as time goes by, she gets, uh, she eventually gets locked into the department store. When she's locked in the department store, she's visited by seemingly a guardian angel. It says you've kind of led your life astray of what it should be. You need to really focus more on family and friends and stop worrying so much about your career. So what the guardian angel helps her do is try and figure out what her passion is and her passion really was to be a photographer and she kind of every time she puts on a new pair of shoes she kind of like transports her through time in an older part of her life and she also shows her an alternate reality of her life that she could have if she would have went through another path so basically she's uh flash pointing her so uh candace cameron is barry allen she's gonna go back in time and stop reverse flash from killing his mother all right so that's how I kind of equated this to make myself not fall asleep. That's kind of how I was going for it, this whole thing. Cause it was an
0: incredibly boring movie, but what? <laughs> how dare you? I mean, people worked on that really, really I'm sure hard. they did. And I worked really, really
1: hard not to fall asleep on my couch after football. So anyways, uh, she shows her that she needs to kind of take more chances and have more fun. Uh, and then the Jake, the fireman also kind of like does the same thing. And so, she keeps on trying to work towards this reality where maybe she'll be happy. Um, there, again, like another Hallmark movie, there is no real super bad conflict, just minor inconveniences, um, and eventually everything works out in the end. She ends up getting with uh, Jake, and they kiss, and they run the gal together. And then the department store owner is like, we should have snow and fun. We shouldn't be so uptight. Let's do that. And she goes, I'm going to quit, but I want to be a photographer. And she goes, oh, I'm sad to lose you. But you can be hired for uh, by us for our spring catalog series. And though, if I was the owner of the thing, and this is a woman that I depended on heavily for the things that she does, and she just tells me straight up, I quit, I'd be probably a little bit more upset because there's a lot of money riding on the line for the things that she does. Also, so. did
0: you see her, like, the photo she took of like of Jake? Uh, it was mediocre it was. at best. Mediocre at best. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's, like, so bad. Like, so okay. like, you're going
1: to invest in this woman to be the one that does your spring catalog? Uh, an untested out of practice, right? Because she hasn't been doing it for a long time. She put that lens right away at the Christmas party. She didn't use it, she didn't test it, nothing. This one part doesn't know what's going on. The only time she ever used her photography skills was in her alternate realities, which weren't even real, right? So what is what is this? Right? What type of what type of hiring process are we going? Weren't
0: they real, Justin?
1: I, I, I no, no, they weren't. I don't know.
0: I think they might have been.
1: Anyways, uh, moral of the story is there's a few more non-white people in this movie than there was before. There's one fat guy, but everyone else is crazy handsome and beautiful. That's about it. Uh, Boring. I almost fell asleep watching it. It's a very bland uh, Hallmark film. Uh,
0: You're a bland Hallmark film. Yeah, I I think my biggest problem with these Christmas movies is they're all the same. Is that you don't like happiness and joy and seeing people come together?
1: I don't think it's that. It's just I like uh, a little bit more conflict in my film. Like, uh-huh. every every bad thing that happens to these people is the equivalent of stubbing a toe.
0: It's not even like... I have enough conflict in my real life. I don't need it in my holiday movies, Justin. I want everything you're right. maybe to be you're right. perfect. But, like, in
1: my favorite holiday movie, Santa Claus, Tim Allen killed a guy. All right? That's an
0: inconvenience. That's a big Right, thing. but what does that have to do with the movie? He
1: did a lot of cocaine, and then he killed a guy.
0: Whoa, that's, whoa. Cut the, mic. Ten, cut the mic. That's what Tim Allen,
1: that. no. Allen was known for back in the 80s. He did a lot of cocaine. No, I don't want
0: shh, shh, cut the mic.
1: Anyways, uh, it was fine. I liked Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe better. However, I found uh, Luke McFarland, who played Jake, far more handsome than the last guy because he didn't have this weird yeah, smirmy true. smile. And uh, he kind of reminded yeah. me of like a handsomer – Buffier version of like, um, you know, the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, he kind of reminded me yeah. of him,
0: like a little bit. Well, I don't want to insult Brendan Penny, who was Luke from Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. He's a very attractive man. I just, it never, like, and it, it, it's nothing he did. I just, I just always felt like he was fake smiling. You know what I mean? Like he was just like, oh, you got me socks for Christmas. How great. Thanks. You know, one of those types of smiles. And that's, that was like my, my complaint. But no, well, yeah, Luke McFarland is a uh, I I think Candace a, Cameron outside.
1: was I think Candace Cameron's better because I love her as DJ Tanner, obviously. But I also think that Luke McFarlane, who played Jake from this movie, was just an overall better actor and far more handsome than the last guy. Not that the last guy was a was a was like a four. He was clearly like a eight or a nine. But Luke I'm going to save some some room on my dance card for that guy. He is a handsome, handsome you know that man.
0: Candace Cameron Bure has 18 Hallmark movies? Just, uh,
1: I believe it. Do you know that there is a oof. Candace Cameron movie? There is one. There's, so there's a movie for DJ. There's a movie for uh what's the not it's not the not Michelle. What was the middle one? I can't remember. The,
0: so funny story Uh i never really watched full house uh i really liked full house thought it was really bad and uh yeah yeah my dad never let us watch it because he thought it was trash and so i grew up thinking it was trash and then i watched some of it and i realized hey this is trash uh the only thing good about it it was
1: stephanie tanner that's what it was that's what it was
0: the only thing good about it was like the little girl with the you got it dude stuff like other than that like it's terrible
1: so the woman so the woman who played Stephanie Tanner has a movie on Hallmark. The woman who played DJ Tanner has a movie on Hallmark. And the woman who ended up marrying in the show uh John Stamos's character has a movie on Hallmark right now too. So there's three uh uh Full House alumni in Hallmark movies this season. So it's a pretty crazy time. Man,
0: I'll tell you. Full House really uh really blew up those uh those careers, right? Really sp- springboarded them into all sorts of 20 success. years yeah. later they're in a Hallmark movie yeah yeah way the hell up you ready for your quiz you ready I guess sure yeah hey so funny story is I was uh, I was watching uh I was watching Hallmark last night uh as as I want to do uh when we were we, we, when we decided not to not to uh record last night so I st- we were watching uh watching some some Hallmark movies and I noticed a Pemberley Christmas and so Pride Prejudice and Mistletoe is not the only like uh, uh, a Pride Prejudice, like Jane Austen Hallmark movie. There's apparently Christmas at Pemberley, which is also another Pride Prejudice, uh, Pride and Prejudice uh, Hallmark movie. Isn't that amazing? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I mean, the movie was terrible. Like it actually made Pride Prejudice and Mistletoe look like a good movie by comparison. Uh, But I just really liked it because I like Jane Austen. So yeah, that's all I got. Anyway, you ready? Ready for your quiz? Ready? Sure. Let's go ahead. Okay. Question number one. What does every person deserve in life? Oh, boy. Uh, shoes. The shoes. Ooh, that's not that's not correct. A good uh, pair of so shoes. The question again for the listeners, what does every person deserve in life?
1: I remember this line. I felt and like the answer this is, happen.
0: is someone who looks at them the way Noel looks at footwear. That's what it is. I was. That's close. That was close. I know. I, I know I don't close, deserve any points. It's not correct. I don't deserve any correct.
1: points. I get it, but it was close. It was close.
0: I don't. Yeah. I can't really give you a, you know, I'm not one, I'm not a sympathy grader, you know, I'm not a sympathy grader. So that's a I get, zero. No, I, I, get I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. Question. I'm going to grade you like I graded you last week. Minus one for getting it wrong. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's so wrong. It's like the worst way to grade. Okay. Uh, next question. What can a great pair of shoes do?
1: A great pair of shoes can help you flirt. It can show your emotions. It can make you flirty. It can make you serious. It can uh, make you, uh, uh, what was it, flirty serious or, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What uh, do you, you Scotty? You you can you also be quantum leap here. Also be elegant. I don't know, one of those. Is it, is it? Was that it? It's actually
0: none of those. Uh, a great pair of shoes can change your life. Change your life. She says this to. This
1: is all the same sentence.
0: Same sentence. No, it's not because the other one, uh, the other question I asked was a different character who said that to her. It was just like some random dude. Uh, This one uh, is when she's actually having a conversation with Jake. Now, so the answer is I was a I was great pair of Alex. shoes. I, I know, thinking. but but you, you didn't say change your life. And that's, that's, I mean, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the test here, the quiz here. It says, it says change your life is the answer. No, you didn't say that. Yeah, now, so follow-up question. Right follow-up so. question. Yeah. Follow-up question. Okay. Can you please describe how a pair of shoes changed your life, Justin?
1: That's a, that's a really good question. Um, Well, I have high arches, okay, and uh, I currently have bone spurs in the bottom of my foot that uh, aggravates my planar fasciitis, right? So a good pair of shoes right now makes it so I don't scream every time I stand up and walk around. So that's how it's changed my life.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give you half credit. I'm going to give you point five because you you tried, but that was boring uh, and not fun and not funny. Uh, so can you make a little bit more hallmark, please? And I don't want like real conflict and real serious stuff. I just want kind of silly fun. Can we keep it light? Thanks. All right. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Oh, question okay. Question
1: number three. So, 0.5 is not bad, though.
0: Point 0.5. we we'll give you point 0.5. Better than nothing. we we'll give you point 0.5 for the effort. Yeah, it's for effort. All right. One of the completely unoriginal and oversimplified ideas in this piece of crap movie is that your life <laughs> could be so different if you just made different choices, particularly in completely meaningless situations where you make a very small decision that apparently does some sort of butterfly effect type of thing. Anyway, so Justin, what one incredibly unremarkable and not even remotely important decision could you have made differently in your life and how would it have changed you now? Well, I know one time uh,
1: during Thanksgiving, I didn't go back for thirds, right? And because I didn't do that, um, I wasn't able to take a long enough nap to get myself ready for the evening of spending time with my in-laws. So that was the biggest. That was the biggest problem. Um, If I would have been better, that's why they hate
0: you to this day, right? Right. It's It's true. I I
1: wasn't awake enough. I didn't get enough sleep. So it's like it's one of those things where if I had a little bit more tryptophan in my body, you know, gone for a little bit more, another dinner roll, some more, some more sweets, if you will. The high levels of sugar. Would have affected my diabetes enough to make me go into a quasi coma that when I woke up, I'd feel great. So that's uh, a that would affect me,
0: Justin. You're not going to believe this. That is exactly correct. That is word for word. You wrote, wrote it down? that down, I wrote that down word for word. As even with the lip you smacks know? and the o's and the pauses, even like it was crazy. It's amazing.
1: Sometimes he okay. got it, you know, sometimes you just got it,
0: you know. Excellent. It's wonderful. Much better. Okay. Question number four Luke McFarland. Jake in this particular movie. He plays a galactic bounty hunter on Killjoys on sci fi. It's a, a sci fi TV show. It's pretty good. Now, on this show, he gets to do all sorts of cool things like play with green goo, fire space guns, and do all sorts of sexy sex. Now, how poorly must he be paid on Killjoys, or how much of a lunatic crazy man must he be in order to do this movie?
1: He has like that thing that Bill Murray has that if you just call him up on the phone, he might take the job you're doing. He just does it kind of like for social experiments. He, he's, it's not that he's crazy. It's just that he wants to spread his, uh, his uh, gift as far as he can and help out others. So I think you're wrong in this. I'm, I'm going to flip it on set. I think he's more thinking outside the box than anything. He's, he's kind of a, a unique individual, a very Bill Murray-esque.
0: So I don't think he's crazy or poor. They That's pay a him great. an extravagant answer. That's amazing. That, that is a bold answer. It's an incorrect answer, but it's a bold answer. I'll, a stand I'll stand by it. I'll stand by it. Stay by, about by all you want with your zero points for that answer. That was, that was I'll take point. zero points for it because I believe it's, okay, I believe it's true. There, you got zero points. Final question. On a scale of C-SPAN to Daniel Day-Lewis, how inspired did the two leads appear to be in making this movie? And how do you account for this? Um,
1: I don't know. I fell asleep halfway through it. I have no idea.
0: If you've noticed, most of my questions have nothing to do with the story. Because it was so bad I couldn't sit through it. So you didn't finish I- it! Hell no! Are you crazy? It wasn't my challenge. It was your challenge. I, I don't have to Ugh, I don't God, watch that's it. the rules that says anything. Unfortunately, that's also an incorrect answer because you didn't answer. So let's see. You've got one point five out of like five or six questions, something like that. There you go. Congratulations. A shoe addict's Christmas, apparently on Hallmark at some point in time, but it's probably not worth your time. Anywho, my turn. You ready? Let's talk about another. Super week. ready. Yeah. So Justin uh, couldn't come up with his own original ideas. So last week, Justin decided that uh, after me giving him all sorts of Christmas movies as part of, uh, you know, as part of the challenges that we're currently undergoing, uh, he decided he was going to do the same thing and he tried to hide this. Within some sort of idea, like, oh, well, I thought of this, and even though he completely ripped me off. And then he was like, Oh, you like Kurt Russell. I'm like, Yeah, I mean, I like Kurt Russell in the thing, and I like Kurt Russell, you know, in in you know, Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, I don't like Kurt Russell in Overboard, but whatever. Anyway. So whoa, he gave me whoa, the
1: Christmas whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I
0: don't like him in Overboard. Yeah, he's he should be in jail. Like, think about what happened in Overboard. Okay, he kidnapped a woman. They fell in love. The film he kidnapped. He gaslighted a woman who was clearly going through some sort of mental problems because she lost her memory. He, you, he lied to her over and over again. And they, I mean, I know they're a wonderful couple in real life, but still, like that's just ridiculous. Like it was the most. It's, it's, it's an ass nine movie. Absolutely ass nine. Another ass movie is the Christmas Chronicles, which is directed by Clay Cadis, and it's got a screenplay by Matt Lieberman. It stars, as I just said, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Uh, and then it also has Judah Lewis and Darby Camp as siblings Teddy and Kate, who, uh, for one, uh, for one wild Christmas Eve, are one uh, really uninspired and boring set of siblings who work to help uh, Santa Claus save Christmas or some such. Anyway, so the movie begins. Uh, with a series, like a little montage of camcorder chronicles of the past Christmases and Teddy and Kate's family, even predating Kate's birth, who's the younger of the two siblings. Uh, And so you see the father, who is particularly enamored with using the camcorder to chronicle their experiences Christmas morning and Christmas night, etc. But We see them from the very young days of Teddy's life all the way up until now. And this all happens fairly quickly, kind of pre-credit or during credit type moment. Now, present day Christmas, however, is very sad because Teddy and Kate's father, well, he just passed away very, very, very recently. He was a firefighter and he died while saving some strangers now, Teddy is not handling this particularly well, uh, and he has started to act out. Teddy's a teenager or, or you know, fairly not quite old enough to drive yet, uh, but it's probably somewhere in around the 15 age. Uh, now, he is acting out so much that he started to steal cars with friends, which is great, I suppose. Uh, Kate is the younger kid. She seems to be handling it at least outwardly a little bit better. And even though she clearly misses her father, she's, she seems to be coping. Obviously, she misses, misses her father. But she is having trouble in school, and she's particularly having trouble with her foreign language, Spanish. Side note: I really like the fact that whatever uh, school system she's in is actually teaching a foreign language at such a young age. That's actually very, very good. I'm a proponent of that. Uh, so. Uh, Their mother, Teddy and Kate's mother, uh, had to work on Christmas Eve. She's a nurse. She gets called in uh, to work on Christmas Eve. And the two kids stay up late to see if they can catch Santa in the act. That sounds all wholesome. But the only reason Teddy is doing it is because Kate, she uh, followed him when he went out and hung out with friends and stole a car. And she's got it on film. So now she's blackmailing uh, her brother into into doing this because Kate was looking through some older camcorder videos, like old-fashioned, like, you know actual ribbon tape type stuff uh and she found footage of an arm reaching out from the side of the screen and placing a present beneath the tree and so she concludes that this must be santa and so she bl- she blackmails teddy to stay up with her and kind of they set up like a little little spy network you know they were like taking off uh taking off a handle of a door and then they put a camera in it so they can see what happens and they eat all sorts of crazy uh Crazy, uh, sugary snacks like ice cream and popcorn. Apparently, who the hell picks popcorn? I don't. I still understand. Anyway, they find Santa Claus because uh, naturally that would be a really boring movie, I suppose, if they didn't. Uh, and then they hop in a sleigh, and this really surprises him. Gets to the, to the point where he crashes the sleigh. Uh, the reindeer start to scatter, and they all get stranded in Chicago, even though they actually began uh, in uh, in Massachusetts. And so he's got this have time jumping distance jumping type of ability with his fancy fancy schmancy sleigh uh now during the after getting kind of crash landing in chicago like kate and teddy try to help him and they do some to get into some shenanigans etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, santa claus gets arrested for grand theft auto uh while kate goes after the re- reindeer and then santa's bag which had fallen out of the actual sleigh while they'll drive and then they need the bag because it's got all this all the other presents in it that needs to be delivered and there's this constant ticking clock because he keeps referring that is Santa Claus, he keeps referring to his watch, which is tracking Christmas spirit. And if Christmas spirit gets too low, well, then we're going to have like World War Three because the Dark Ages and wars and stuff like that all happened whenever he wasn't able to get all the presents that he needed to and Christmas spirit got too low. So Kay goes after the reindeer and then Teddy is kind of catches up with her at a certain point. Um, they both find the the bag of Christmas, uh, a, a Christmas presents um, and she climbs inside for some reason. And apparently there's a portal to like the North Pole slash the elf workshop. Uh, and she meets the elves who are kind of batshit insane. Um, but they're also animated and they look all weird and they speak some sort of weird Slavic Nordic language. Um, Teddy, while she's inside of the bag, cause they're in some sort of park gets accosted for reasons unknown by a couple thugs who apparently want to come, I don't know, thug it up with Teddy. I don't know. And then they grab him for reasons I still don't understand. Cause they could just take the bag and leave him, but whatever. So they take with him and then threaten to throw him in a, in a, in some sort of oven. And then the elves pop out of the bag and they start, you know, killing fools or whatnot. I don't think they really kill anybody, but that would be cool. Um, anyway, while in jail, uh, Santa starts a blues band and everyone remembers the Christmas spirit, including uh, what's his name? Steve Van Zant from uh uh from E Street Band and from uh from Sopranos. Um, so they eventually all get back together and they finally work together to save Christmas because with with Teddy driving the sleigh and with Kate like reading off the names and like throwing presents off the uh off the sleigh, Santa can move even faster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything works out fine, except for the fact that the movie was boring and mediocre, and I really wish you wouldn't give it to me. Uh, There, yeah, that's it. So everything works out fine, and really, who gives a shit? So, that's the Christmas Chronicles. What do I think of it? Like, it wasn't bad, but it it was just incredibly mediocre. It was just such a mediocre movie. And I know, like, you talk about how these Hallmark movies... Uh, have no real conflict. Well, this movie has it, right? It it certainly does. I mean, these are two kids who's just lost their parent, right? But at the same time, like it felt everything felt really obvious. Like everything that happened in this movie was incredibly obvious. Like this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this was gonna happen. And so it it just it felt like a foregone conclusion. Like so there wasn't really any surprises that happened. Uh, I didn't think it was particularly funny. You you kind of presented it to me as if Kurt Russell was playing like a, a crack and wise Santa Claus. Well, not really. There really weren't that many funny lines, to be honest. Um, and like the kids, like everyone was fine. Everything was fine. That's th- That's this movie, but it's an entirely forgettable movie. It's not one of these uh, one of these Christmas movies that are going to stand the test of time but it's also not so bad that we can just sit and make fun of it the way we can with Hallmark you know Hallmark one of the reasons I like watching Hallmark movies is because I like to just pull the whole mystery science theater type stuff and just make fun of it the whole time like I couldn't really do that with this movie because I kind of felt bad but at the same time I didn't really feel like the movie was that great like it was just incredibly incredibly predictable I don't really think the I don't know. It just, it was just kind of a a movie that really bored me from the very beginning. Like I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. It was even worse than that. It was mediocre. And those are like the worst types of movies for me. Like I hate movies that just sit in the middle because I don't feel like there's really anything interesting to talk about with them. In terms of Kurt Russell's performance as Santa Claus, he was fine, but he wasn't really funny and he wasn't, you know, really jovial and I mean, I guess, like, there are a couple lines here and there about him not being fat because he gets really annoyed at the fact that everyone, you know, draws Santa Claus as being fat. Sure, that's funny, you know, I guess, but not really. Like, I, I don't know. And then, like, Kate and Teddy, like, I don't know. They, It just, yeah. I'm just I wasn't particularly inspired by it didn't particularly move me like I guess the elves were probably the highlight for me like when the elves kind of showed up and they show up really late in the movie they show up maybe 15 20 minutes but from the end because they're just weird and nutsy and like they're they're like all animated and stuff and they they're like these little creepy uh, like a Soki if you watch if you play Starfinder like a Soki or something like that or in that like recently canceled uh, Wildstar game or something like that they're just like these, these, they have like weird mustaches and they have weird beards and they have these tiny little furry things um, like something out of Harry Potter or whatever. And they're a little psychotic too. Uh, Cause there's one of them flying around with a chainsaw trying to like cut, cut off Teddy's balls. And that was, I guess the most interesting element. Uh, but ultimately I just felt there wasn't enough kind of playful, funny, memorable moments of it. And everything was just a little bit kind of like telling a story by the numbers. Um, the, there is the whole scene in the jail where Kurt Russell is doing like the Blues Brothers getup where he's basically convincing all the people and giving them guitars and turning the what I imagine are street walking women uh into into some sort of backups backup vocals while he sings like, you know, blues songs about Christmas. But I don't know, like it's just okay, whatever. I, I if, yeah, I don't know. I I just found it this is like it was a C, you know, it was it, maybe a D plus. It wasn't bad I mean, enough to be interesting. It wasn't good enough to be interesting. What do you think of it? Eh, same thing. It was just yeah, and kind of, I mean, that's the problem with it, right? I mean, that's the problem. It's just so yeah, yeah.
1: It's no Santa Claus. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. I know, I know yeah. I've mentioned Santa Claus twice now, but uh, it's an exceptional Christmas movie. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's no Santa Claus. It's no Grinch. You know, like there's a lot of these classic movies. It's no Elf. You know, even like I I don't even put it on that. You know, on that level. So, like there's 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 not enough to it. Like it it was it took itself It took itself too seriously sometimes, and then it didn't take itself seriously enough at other times. And like it just felt really unbalanced. And I just I wish it was funnier. I wish it was sillier. And I felt like they could have done the elf thing sooner, maybe because the elf thing almost saved it at the end with how, but it also, was such a weird departure in tone. And there were just moments that made no sense. Like when the thugs come up and take Teddy away in the park, like randomly, they're just running from the middle of nowhere just to go grab him. Like, what the hell are they doing here? This is the most, this is the most arbitrary incorporation of a conflict, of a, a, a conflicted like area that I had never I just don't understand why I showed up. Like, why are you here? There's nobody else in this park. It's way crazy late night, in the mor- like late in the morning. Like, why are you here? It's just like, it's so silly. Like, it's just so dumb. I don't know. So sorry, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So you ready for your questions then? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. So what did the knife he got from Christmas say? What did the, the knife- Pierce
0: always sees it through? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Pierce Pierce that. So, like, he's got this point. little pocket knife. So Teddy's got this little pocket knife that his father gave him, uh, even though his mother didn't approve. And it, and the the pocket knife says a Pierce always sees it through. Their last name is Pierce, and so he kind of periodically looks at it throughout the course of the movie because he remembers his father and like yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And when he's struggling to 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 be willing to to drive the sleigh because driving that sleigh is a bit crazy, like he thinks to himself, Pierce always sees it through, and then he does it. So there you go
1: all right for your second question what was the deal she made with teddy what was the deal she made with teddy
0: so she so like like the one i talked about in the summary like how she yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so basically she would give him the tape and she would never tell mom about it and the tape being of him stealing the car if he would stay up with like do the all-nighter and see if they can find, uh, find uh, Santa. And she also put her hand on like a picture plaque of her father. And like, she was swearing on that. That was the deal. You are correct, sir. You're absolutely correct. Thank you. Next question.
1: What did the waitress want to be?
0: Uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I think she wanted that she wanted to go to school for something. Did she want to be a dancer choreographer something like that is that is right this your final answer yeah i'm gonna go with that i think that's right do you want to be a
1: fashion designer jeff fashion designer has oh, nothing I was to do with right, dancing i was in the right
0: neighborhood i was in the right neighborhood just you know not down the right not down the right street you know wrong street right that's, neighborhood
1: that's how i teach my kids I go you're wrong stupid all right so <laughs> oh yeah right. that makes a lot of sense next question what was the favorite song of their father that was being sung at church.
0: I know the song. I just have no idea what it is. Like, I don't know the name of it. Like, I know I could tell you it was like, you know, it was all, you know, it's one of those like religious Christmas songs as opposed to like the fun ones about Santa. Uh, but I don't know the name of it. I honestly don't know the name of it. But I, I if if it played, if someone played it on the radio, I could point it out to you, but I, I legitimately don't know the name of it. It was Oh Christmas tree. That was what? Oh, that Christmas was the song. Tree. Yeah, that was the song. I thought it was something else that was it that was something thinking about oh, that didn't sound like a christmas tree all right i believe you but like i thought it was something else i thought it was like one of those it wasn't like the drummer boy thing what the hell was i thinking of then
1: like I come hear the bells or whatever it is i don't know
0: yeah there's a, i thought it was one of the okay all right, no that's fine if you looked it up you knew yeah okay
1: all right next question what can reindeer smell Fear. You're absolutely
0: right. Of course, they can. Like They're fear just... of
1: of the Arctic when an alien is has breached its containment and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. starts Sh- shape shifting like
0: others around him. Right. Fear of of a uh, semi immortal uh, like like Asian demigod who has uh, kidnapped uh, a bunch of green eyed women uh, to be uh, to be his uh, his bride. Uh, yeah, fear yeah. of
1: fear of Chris Pratt. That's what they're that's what they smell. All right, anyways, yeah. um, mm-hmm. last question, probably the most important question on a scale of Captain Ron to Guardians of the Galaxy. How do you rate his beard in this? Because you all, you so it goes like Captain Ron, then you got to like Tombstone, White herp, you know, and then you go to like uh, then you start like Hateful Eight, and although like, the uh, best
0: beard is the thing, like that's the best beard.
1: Is I think it's scratch I, I think, but like Justin uh, Guardians 2 Justin, is pretty well kept Justin.
0: It's the best beard.
1: The all right. So where do, where do you rate this in the line of of uh of Kurt Russell facial hair?
0: Where do you rate this? Okay, so this is the thing. I don't know if it's real. Like, is it all him? Because if you look at it kind of closely, you can see some of the ridges where his pro- his actual beard might be, and I feel like they probably embellished it with some extensions. Now I felt like it was actually kind of impressive a lot of the curls in it because if you look at it pretty closely it actually looked almost like a real beard not like a lot of these fake santa claus beards that you kind of see it actually looked like a real beard with good kind of gradation of color between whites and, and grays and different different shades of gray and even some black streaks here and there kind of a not a salt not so i wouldn't go as far as to call it salt and pepper it was way more like whitish gray but there's little elements and streaks here and there that make it kind of nice now the most impressive element of it was the symmetrical curling that i thought was pretty impressive like there was a lot of these like where where kind of the end of a, a beard strand would come, it would kind of curl up much like a wave, right? And it would crest over and it would be very symmetrical. So it makes me think that it probably wasn't entirely his own beard and that there was some extension and styling going on on top of it. Uh, but I am actually kind of impressed with it. So I would put it within the upper, let's say, 15% of Kurt Russell beards. I, I wouldn't put it all the way at the top, but I would certainly put it in... And and definitely top top 10 to 15 percent.
1: Sorry, Jeff. The answer was five. Um, so moving on. That is within uh, <laughs> the top 10 to
0: 15
1: percent. <laughs> I, 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 oh. I just meant the number five. Um <laughs> I just like the idea of I, I, I I you just idea. Answer. I just love the idea of you going through this intricate uh process and you'd be like, uh, no, it's it's B. The answers B. Uh so, I'm still getting good. yeah, you get it. So after good. that, you yeah, got one, two uh three four out of six four to six okay nice. so uh it's about 1. the same 5 i did out
0: of six yeah yeah, yeah. okay it's about okay. the same
1: that i did you know i think they're pretty much you know accurate to each other so uh, pretty good all right justin are you ready for new quizzes sure i, I think i got one for you. you may not have seen but i got backup just in case so okay what do you got what is it have you seen the raid redemption i don't know if you've seen that
0: yet uh, oh yeah for sure yeah <laughs> yes i'm a big, a big raid fan so <sighs>
1: Because I saw the clip of the kitchen fight not that long ago. And I don't want oh, yeah, to watch Oh, yeah, I love those movies. Are you kidding? Have you seen Cam yet? It's a newer Netflix. It's like about... I have not. It's a, it's a, it's a biography of me doing my Twitch streaming. So that's the best way I can describe so it. it is. Yeah. I don't think so, that's the
0: case. No, Isn't it a the girl who's doing like uh, like... She's doing like almost like sex camming but not like full-on sex camming and then somebody yeah it's, it's what i do on, or something that's what i
1: do on twitch that's basically yeah. what i do on twitch
0: i don't think you do because i don't think twitch allows that i think that's it gets their uh gets their policy i'm
1: uh i'm what you call a boobie sure. streamer uh are I have, you I that's really, not what i call them i hike them up and then i i put like uh, sh- uh eyeshadow on them so it makes it look, look nice and curvy so so yeah you're yeah. gonna watch cam it's on uh-huh. netflix i saw uh, it came out last week and it looked interesting and okay. it's got apparently it's got a pretty interesting ending too so you're
0: going to have to watch that one. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, Justin, I'm going to halt the Hallmark Christmas movies, but I'm going to preserve the right to come back to that week after this next episode. And instead. I have to watch Marley and Me. No. <laughs> Are there <laughs> any movies about,
1: like, a person's cat dying? I think, no. I think in Milo and Otis, a lot of cats died in that. Like, in right. the filming of it like a lot of cats died in the film I you know so. you know
0: a movie a good christmas movie where a cat died probably the best christmas movie where a cat died do you know what i'm thinking national christmas die vacation hard. oh yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. National it's <laughs> christmas vacation right oh man that was really funny i don't think Anywho, the cat even died though i can't remember anyways go ahead didn't the cat like ele- it got electrocuted yeah of- i don't think it died i think it just ran off I no I, th- I think it, i think it died let's uh, no, go ahead go ahead. whatever okay you're uh so 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 that was that was the good news uh and then here's the better news i'm going to give you a good movie you ever seen the movie jack frost i don't
1: uh with uh michael keaton with, i've never michael. actually i've yeah. never actually watched it
0: like i, I know yeah. what it is it's but, supposed to be really good it's supposed to be really good and wholesome and whatnot and you're not going to watch it. You're going to watch Jack Frost 2: <laughs> Revenge doubt. of the Mutant Killer Snowman. That's what you're going to watch instead. That's that's the uh that's the <laughs> horror movie one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Except you're yeah. doing the sequel, Jack Frost 2: Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Well, it's there so was a, it's, bad. That's the
1: funny thing. There's a Jack Frost like wholesome Michael Keaton movie, then there's also a Jack Frost horror movie. So that's a sequel to the horror yeah. movie of the okay.
0: The trick right. is if you're babysitting for like, you know, nieces or nephews or something, you start the Michael Keaton one while the parents are getting ready to leave and while the kids are watching. And then the kids fall asleep and the parents leave. And then you switch out and you put the horror movie in. And then you wake them up really fast and be like, oh my God, what happened to Jack Frost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally stole that joke from he's like this really old comedian. Something. He's, he's not playing the harmonica anymore. What's going on? Anyways, Jack Frost 2 Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. It sounds pretty exciting it, it sounds, sounds great cool. doesn't it i think it sounds amazing so okay so that's our new challenges i think it's time we shut this episode down so justin like it would be incumbent upon us not wait i don't even think that makes sense that's not how you phrase that i think we should probably ask people to just go ahead and like you know review and rate and all that kind of stuff if they could they don't mind so you can find us up on the old interwebs at lollygaggerco.com you can also find me on twitter at lollygagger wait lollygaggerco there we go i got it uh just is up on twitch Twitch twitch.tv slash jahoofa uh let's see did i say that right i think i got it
1: yeah 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 you got it good is yeah. there an I've been, do, at I've the been end do, doing James. a lot. I've been
0: yeah. An of, I've been doing a lot more yeah. of it lately so, yeah. That's good. I mean, you got to show those um, those things that you were just talking about. I was really listening. So yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 Okay. So anyway, if uh, if you get us at the I- on the on iTunes, if you want to go ahead and give us a like, subscribe, review, whatever it might be. Or if you're on Stitcher, or if you get us somewhere else, uh, we would love uh, to get some feedback. Uh, if you got any ideas for uh, holiday challenges, Justin and I can assign to one or the other. Uh, We would great. Uh, We would be be very happy to listen to your suggestions, uh, especially since Justin can't come up with his own ideas, and all he ever does is steal mine. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. This was fun. Had fun.